Welcome to Vallejo's Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast on the fourth Sunday in Advent, December 22nd, 2019. The Reverend Roger Reaver is guest preaching this morning. The message is Peaceful Joy. Scriptures this morning are from Isaiah chapter 7, verses 13 through 15, and the New Testament book of Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. After that, you probably don't want to hear from me. Lovely. Are you going to stand there the whole time I preach? No. Okay. It's just, you make me nervous. I mean, if I go, go astray, you might just call the choir in or something. So. I think I would move the lectern to center. That's why I would feel comfortable. And I, well, why is it there? And now I know why it's here. Keep an eye on the choir. <laughs> Let us pray. Most loving and holy God, we give you thanks for gathering us this day. And we ask that you touch us with your Holy Spirit to awaken our minds and hearts as we are attentive to your holy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The New Testament lesson comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses um, 18 through 25. And this is a paraphrase from The Message by Eugene Peterson. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure out a way, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream, Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will give birth to a son. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves. Because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic sermon to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew, for God is with us. Then Jesus woke up. He did exactly what God's angels commanded in a dream. He married Mary. He did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby. He named the baby Jesus. Thanks be to God for the Holy Word. Coming here today is like coming home. The Advent candles, get to wear purple, love, hope, joy, peace. The church I served in uh, Walnut Creek, we too had a Christmas tree and those beautiful ornaments just bring me home. And the whole sanctuary is lovely. It is good to be with you this day. I have to keep an eye on you so much. Just a little bit. And I love that this church opens the service with the ritual of the passing of the peace. May the peace of Christ be with you. 
and also with you. And so even with that little bit, we know something about each other. One thing we know about each other is we desire peace for the other. We desire peace. A connection. May the peace of Christ be with you. So trusting that, I know a little bit about you. You're people of peace. And you long for peace within yourself. Long it for the other. Because that's the blessing that you put out there, this ritual. Philippians chapter 4 has these marvelous words there. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. And it says, let your gentleness be being known to everyone. Do not, be, do not worry about anything. Let your prayers be known to God, your thanksgiving and your supplications. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace. It doesn't take much for us to know something about the other. We simply know that we are coming towards each other with a desire for peace. We see the other person. And that's your prayer. That's your hope. That's a pretty good foundation to build a relationship on. But what is this peace that we are to pursue and we are to encourage in the other? It's much more than just inner calm within an individual. In the Jewish and Christian community, from our scripture, the peace, the shalom, was blessing, wholeness, security, safety. It was wishing abundance on the other. Abundance. Wishing that the other would be able to live without fear. Wishing that the other would be well fed, well clothed, well housed. That's the peace. But the scripture leads us and calls us to pursue for, us, pursue for ourselves and for the other. It is also to know a harmony. That's another word that they mix in there to express this peace. Harmony with God and with each other. Psalm 133 opens with these words. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in harmony. So part of this prayer for peace is a prayer that will know harmony in our relationships, unity. It only takes a little bit to know about the character of another person. Russ is a friend of a friend. I really don't know much about Russ, but I know a great deal about him because I know this little snippet of his life. Russ was the principal of the international private high school in Peru. So basically the, cater, the, the group of youth that he catered to were the children of diplomats, diplomats and international business executives. That's who attended the school. And he was passionate about his work. He loved it. He loved the mission of it. He loved the children. But one day there was a board meeting. And the members of the board said to Russ, you need to expel a certain child because it's quite obvious 
that he's gay? Russ said, no. And he was fired. He was a man of peace. I know a great deal about Russ, and now you do too, simply by knowing that story. A person of peace. An agent of peace. And I think during this season of Advent, we are called not only to receive peace, but to be agents of peace. We only know a very little bit about Joseph as we read Scripture. Joseph was a carpenter. He was betrothed to Mary. After Jesus' birth, he fled to Egypt to protect the child. When he was 12, when, not Joseph, when Jesus was 12, he took him to Jerusalem. We don't know that from Matthew. We only know that from the Gospel of Luke. So we don't even get that little bit of information from Matthew. We know very little bit, very little about Joseph. But actually we know a great deal about Joseph because we know of his character in this story. Because we know that even though he was, as the message says, chagrined to discover that Mary was um, pregnant, he was going to do all that he could to protect Mary, to not shame Mary. He was a person of compassion, wasn't he? And then he gets this amazing dream where the angel says, Don't worry about Joseph. Well, I know that your world feels topsy-turvy right now. But that was a holy conception that she received. And you are to marry this woman. And he did. He was a person of courage. And the scripture says, and he took Mary as his wife. He fully accepted that identity and that union. We know a great deal about Joseph with just these few verses. You know, because his desire overall for Mary was that she would know peace in her life. He was being an agent of peace in the way that he was caring for Mary. And at the end of the story, it says, And Joseph, and he, named him Jesus. Joseph accepted that he was the one to name the child as God saves. And somehow Joseph believes that somewhere in this story, somewhere in this life, he too will know that God saves in this child that he is going to raise. same thing about Mary is we know very little about her from this gospel. She's single. She's pregnant. She's vulnerable. She's at the mercy of Joseph and at the mercy of society. That's what we know from the gospel of Matthew. It's the gospel of Luke that tells us that she was approached by the angel. Greetings, favored one, and invited to accept this identity and to give birth to this child and she responds in Luke with great courage here I am I'll do it and in Luke she sings her song we name it as the Magnificat and there she sings out God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty 
very clearly in the Gospel of Luke, she's an agent of peace. We've got to look a little bit deeper in the Gospel of Matthew to see how she is an agent of peace, but it is actually very clearly in this passage. It's clear in this passage because she is linked with the prophet Isaiah. You see, it's the prophet, his, his words that say, this promise is going to be fulfilled in this virgin who conceives and gives birth to Emmanuel, God with us. She's linked with that fulfillment. When you look at Isaiah, he's talking to people during a time that a foreign army is about to invade. And he's telling them during this time of terror and chaos, don't give up hope. Peace is on the horizon. It is coming. Emmanuel is coming. So very clearly, Isaiah has this image of peace in mind. And Mary is the fulfillment of that promise that he makes. If you look a little bit deeper in Isaiah, you, you realize that the reason the foreign army is coming to, to attack the Hebrews is really to punish them for their sins. Because they have not been people of peace. They have been more concerned about their own comforts than how other people are suffering. In fact, they're even willing to exploit the others so they can reap even greater rewards. You just have to look really at chapter 5 to get a sense of this. And let me just pull out a few verses of Isaiah's words to the corrupt people. Woe to those who join house to house who add fuel to field until there is no more room. Basically, he's looking here at saying, Woe to you who, you already have a house, but you're going to take your neighbor's house. You already have a field, but you're going to cheat your neighbor out of some of their field. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight, who acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the innocent of his right. You see, Isaiah is very clear that God desires peace, wholeness, wellness, abundance for all the people. And they're not being agents of peace. That's why the foreign army's coming in to attack them. But eventually there'll come a day. God saves. Jesus. Emmanuel. God is with us. Who will lead us in a way of peace and acting rightly with one another, and being in right relationship with each other. Mary is an agent of peace because she is so linked with Isaiah's prophecy here. We, obviously, are to be agents of peace as well. We are to give birth to God's presence in our interaction with one another. Recently I saw two wonderful movies that highlighted various peacemakers. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Who saw the movie about Mr. Rogers? How many of you know that Mr. Rogers was a Presbyterian pastor? I mean, we all celebrate that. Who doesn't want to celebrate being connected with Mr. Rogers? So here it is. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. A wonderful movie. Now you can't see it in Vallejo. You've got to go down to Walnut Creek to see it. It's moved. 
how he dedicated his life to children so they could be, feel accepted and loved and valued just as they are. So they wouldn't always hear this discouraging word of they're not acting right or being right or they have to settle down. They could be just who they He was an agent, a prophet, a peace for them. Creating this television environment where they could hear about such things of what do you do when you're angry? What happens when your parents divorce? Or when your pet died? And he brought those real issues to three-year-olds and four-year-olds, helping them understand a scary world and helping them know that they're loved and valued just as they are. So this movie's obviously about Mr. Rogers, but it's even more about the reporter who is interviewing him. And has to write this article. I think it was for Esquire magazine. That might not be the right magazine, but for, it was Esquire. Okay, I saw a nod. So, um, And they're highlighting lots of different heroes, and this one reporter gets Mr. Rogers. Now, he's a hard-hitting reporter, and he goes to his editor and says, why do I have to write about Mr. Roger, this sappy guy? And the editor said, because nobody else wants to talk to you. Because he was known to dig up dirt on people and make them look bad. But Mr. Rogers, who knew about his history, was willing to talk to the reporter. And sure enough, he was looking for all the dirt. But in the end, he realized that Mr. Rogers on TV was the same as Mr. Rogers at home. There was no dirt there to highlight and he was transformed. The reporter was transformed from this mean-spirited man into a man who had to deal with some of his own demons and find love. Certainly, Mr. Rogers was an agent of peace for this man. And as the story unfolds, this man becomes an agent of peace too. Now, I didn't give you all the details. You can go to the movie still and enjoy it. And hopefully you will. Or at least celebrate this peacemaker, Mr. Rogers. Well, he's a very different peacemaker. Um, actually, a hero of mine since I was in the third grade because I read a book about Harriet Tubman when I was in the third grade. Very different hero. A runaway slave who went back time and time again, even though she was encouraged not to, but went back into the South time and time again to rescue her family and others and bring them to liberation. Because even though she knew peace and liberation in the North, she could not rest in that without sharing it with others, without bringing others. And then there came a time, even though she was living relatively safely in Pennsylvania, but she was not even safe in Pennsylvania and runaway slaves were no longer safe in the north because um, slave owners from the south could come in and, and get their slaves and take them back. And so they had to flee to Canada. And so now you have, basically you have the Underground Railroad in Canada, right? And they're saying, well, what are we going to do now? We used to travel 100 miles and that was a great distance to get this job done. Now we have 500 miles. That's impossible to get the job done. We can't do that. That's too much. And Harriet said something like, My inconvenience of walking a hundred miles is nothing compared to the suffering of my people. So she made that 500 mile journey time and time again to rescue her people. To be an agent 
of peace. An agent of peace. It's interesting how Mr. Rogers and Harriet Tubman inspired others to join that mission. You may not be a Joseph or a Mary or a Mr. Rogers, though my first name is Roger. I'm close. Or uh, Harriet Tubman, but we're all called to be agents of peace. When my son Sam, who's now 30, when he was in the fourth grade, I, I got a phone call from Jane Primrose, uh, another parent of a fourth grader. And she said to me on the phone, Roger, did you hear about what Sam did on the bus today? And I'm thinking, oh no, I really don't want to hear what Sam did on the bus today. This can't be good. It was very good. She said, your son stood up for my son when he was being bullied. Proud dad today. Today. Sam now teaches high school English. He's in his second year teaching high school English and is, he teaches in, um, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's not too far. Oakley. He teaches in Oakley. He lives in Brentwood, teaches in Oakley. I always get that mixed up, but it's, it's Oakley. That's really critical for you to know, right? Well, anyway. So I put on Facebook. Sometimes the only way I learn about my kids these days is if I read Facebook. He's the only one of three right now who's posting anything. And on Facebook he wrote, Best moment as a teacher thus far. A parent made me pupusas. What are pupusas? They're good eats, right? That's all you need to know. Some parent made him good eats. Because... Her daughter told her mom that she loves the class. That's nice. But here's the best part. It's the place she feels most safe at school. My boy! <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we want for our children that they grow up to be kind individuals? I have three children. I can only think of a kind moment right there with Sam. The other two don't rate. That is not true. But anyway, I'm a proud parent of three. Our world is in need of peacemakers. There's no shortage of where peace is needed. Just look at the news this week. Our divided nation over the impeachment of the president. Divided nation, divided community, divided homes. Maybe there's going to be tension as you gather with family over the holidays. We need peace. Refugees throughout the world. Those, in, those fleeing the tensions of the Middle East and Africa and South America. Fleeing hardship. They need peace. Fleeing for safety, for shalom, for comfort, for abundance, for protection. Peace is needed. Children exploited throughout the globe. Prostituted women and children. Growing, the growing population, not just of the homeless, but the working homeless who can't afford anything but are working so hard to get somewhere. 
the drug epidemic. You know, we used to worry about drugs coming in from outside the country. And now we have this drug epidemic made within the country of drug producers wanting more and more profit. See, exploiting. Wanting more and more profit. And, they, and communities are torn apart. Food banks. I know that you gather food here for the food banks. That's a beautiful thing. Food banks struggling to feed the growing population of people who are hungry. There is no shortage of the need for peacemakers in your world and probably within your own family as you know of Maybe you're part of a conflicted relationship right now, a misunderstanding from long ago, a place that needs to be addressed, something needs to be addressed, or healing that needs to take place, but you don't know how to quite get there. How can you be a peacemaker in your home for that individual, for their hurt, for your own hurt, if it's a, a relationship that's in pain? There's no shortage of where agents of peace are needed. Again, on Facebook, that's where I do my sermon preparation and scrolling through Facebook. <laughs> Want to keep Christ in Christmas? Yeah. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, forgive the guilty, welcome the unwanted, care for the ill, love your enemies, and do unto others as you would have done unto you. That's pretty good advice. If you want to keep Christ in Christmas, or if you want to be an agent of peace, the same invitation works as well. In a minute we're going to sing the hymn Angels from the Realms of Glory. This beautiful hymn calling us to celebrate the birth of the Messiah. To come and worship. Words written by James Montgomery. He wrote over 400 hymns. That's amazing. Holy moly. His parents were missionaries in the West Indies. As a young child, he was sent to boarding school in Ireland, where his parents were from. When he was seven, he got word that his parents died. He flunked out of school. Can you imagine at seven having, you know, he flunks out of school. He gets odds and end jobs for a while, but he loves to write, and he starts writing, and a particular editor likes what he does, gets him on the newspaper. By the age of 23, he becomes the editor himself of that newspaper and, and is the editor for 30 years. This is the author of the hymn that we're going to be singing in a minute. Often he was in prison because of his Irish identity and, and newspaper in London. He would often put articles in the newspaper about supporting the Irish under being exploited by the English. You don't win many English friends that way, but he's being a peacemaker, you see. This peacemaker writing this beautiful hymn for us to sing. He often was advocating for the poor. He also fought for the end of slavery. A peacemaker. We're be peacemakers. So the service began with us passing the peace of Christ to one another. And I wanted to invite us to do that again today with some of the sense of what does it mean to be that agent of peace with that person who you're shaking their hands. May the peace of Christ be with you. Please greet a few people before we're called into singing our next hymn. 
You have been listening to Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Community Presbyterian Church and its ministries, come visit us at 2800 Georgia Street in Vallejo, California, or visit our website, cpcvallejo.org. You can also email us at cpcvallejo at sbcglobal.net. Have a blessed day.